0: Today's scriptures are from Job chapter 1 verse 6 through chapter 2 verse 10. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I've been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. For reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them when the Sabians raided us. They stole all the animals and killed all the farm hands. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's home. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. One day, the members of the heavenly court came again to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from, the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I've been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity, He fears God and stays away from evil. And he's maintained his integrity, even though you urge me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life. Or reach out and take away his health and he will surely curse you to your face all right do with him as you please the lord said to satan but spare his life so satan left the lord's presence and he struck job with terrible boils from head to foot job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes his wife said to him are you still trying to maintain your integrity curse god and die but job replied you talk like a foolish woman should we accept only good things from the hand of god and never anything bad So in all this, Job said nothing wrong.
1: Job said nothing wrong. That is an important thing to remember, an important concept as you read the book of Job. And I would encourage you, I mentioned to you last week that it only takes about 90 minutes to read the book of Job, and uh, I was wrong about that, I read it in a great deal less time than that this week you probably passage of scripture but a totally different subject we're talking about life as it really is as described in the book of job last sunday we spoke to you about who do you think god really is you see god reveals himself in the book of job And he reveals himself as he really is, not as we might wish for him to be, or he's not the God that we make up from our own understanding. I said you have to let God be God. But this week I want to speak to you about who the real enemy is. Uh, Who do you think God really is, and who do you think the real enemy is? You see, the real enemy does not want to be recognized. He wants you to think that someone else is the enemy. And I'll tell you straight away that people, other people, are not the enemy. People are not the enemy. You see, it says, now, there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And there came a messenger to Job and said, The oxen were plowing the donkeys were feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword. Sabaeans are the enemy. And then it says, While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The Chaldeans formed three groups and made a raid on the camels and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Satan wants you to believe that other people are the enemy. But the Bible says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand Against the schemes of the devil. He. You think that that person who offended you by their statement to you, that they are the enemy. That that person who disagrees with you, that they are the enemy. That that person who is politically aligned differently from you, that they are the enemy. If God can tear up this congregation, He will. If He can bring offense to you... I'm sorry, if Satan can, can tear up this congregation, He will. Thank you, my wife's sitting on the front row to keep me straight. If Satan can tear up this congregation, He will do it. And He will do it by turning you against one another. But please understand that people are not the enemy we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places people are not the enemy we are sinners saved by grace and we do sin we say the wrong things we do the wrong things But praise God, we are forgiven and we need to be forgiving of one another and do not be deceived into thinking people are the enemy. People may be used by the enemy, but people are not the enemy. Not only that, but nature and natural forces are not the enemy. Nature's not the enemy. While well, he was yet speaking, there came another and said, the fire of God, by the way, that's lightning, just in case you wonder, that's, that was their way of describing, in the Old Testament they said, fire fell from God and consumed the offering, that's lightning, that's what we call it, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you, then In verses 18 19, while he was yet speaking, there came another and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their older brother's house, and behold, a great wind came across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young people, and they are dead, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Listen, we live in a broken world. lightning tornadoes hurricanes floods they come because we live in a sinful world it's a result of the sin of Adam sometimes it seems random why is one house taken and not another and we say God blessed because he didn't take my house well what's the person supposed to say whose house was taken what's the person who's supposed to say where lives were lost It's not nature. Nature is not the enemy. Instead, there is someone behind all of that who has evil intent. By the way, just in case you're thinking of COVID this morning, disease is not the enemy. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, and he took a piece of broken pottery with which to scrape himself while he sat in the ashes. Talk about a rank treatment for boils. That is exactly what Job was doing. That, that's a very painful process because of the disease that was put upon him. But listen disease is not the enemy and i want you to i put this on the screen because i was afraid that i would mess up when i said it and say the wrong thing and so i put it on the screen and you read very carefully and you listen very clear clearly to uh, very carefully to what i'm saying all sickness and every handicap is a result of the sin of adam That does not mean that that person is guilty of sin and this sickness has happened to them because of their sin. The Bible is very clear. The book of Job is very clear that Job did nothing to deserve the the, the disease that was placed upon him. I'll be speaking to you next week about who do you think the real friends are? And I can tell you it's not your real friends who will come to you and say, have you figured out why you're sick and what, God is, what sin God is punishing you for? If there's anything true about the book of Job, it is that it refutes legalism. Never get the idea that this sickness must be because of sin in your life. Now, if you're wondering, if something bad has happened to you and you're wondering if it's punishment from God, take note of this. Listen to me. Look up here. Now, that's hard to, For those of you wearing masks, it's hard to know whether you're smiling or frowning. But, but look up here anyway. If you're wondering whether you are receiving punishment from God, you're not. Because God makes it very clear. Jesus said That His Spirit will come to convict of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. If you're being punished, you will know that you're being punished. And you'll know what the sin is for which you are being punished. You won't have to wonder. If you're wondering whether God is punishing you or not, you're not being punished. Please understand that. But understand... Sickness would not exist in the world at all. Handicaps from birth or, or, or from accident would not exist at all if it were not from the, for the sin of Adam. We live in a broken world. COVID-19 is real. There is no doubt that it is a real sickness, a real disease, And some people, a small percentage, praise God, a small percentage are dying. COVID is real, but COVID is not the enemy. Please understand that. You see, the real enemy is sin and Satan. One of the things that's revealed about Satan You and for me. The Bible says now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. That's chapter 1 and chapter 2. And again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. Satan is an intruder he's not someone you would welcome to dinner he's not someone that you could wel- that you would welcome to your life but you can't keep him out you can't keep him from showing up he is going to intrude in your life and he is going to bring evil and temptation to you no matter what you do now you can resist the temptation and he will flee from you but you cannot keep him from showing up. Satan is the enemy and Satan is an intruder. Not only that, I said he's an enemy, he is our adversary. Satan is never for you. He never brings truth. He never brings comfort. He never says anything good. By the way, uh Some of you will appreciate this and some of you will not. I turned on NBC News the other night. Melody, I watched it for three and a half minutes. Brenda said, yes, it's a record. Don said that that's a record. Brenda said, amen, it's a record for Lynn. I watched it for three and a half minutes and I told Brenda, they are peddling panic. The whole newscast is designed to... To get you to panic. And if that's the case, whose voice are they listening to? And I will tell you, you need to be very careful in this time of pandemic as to whose voice you're listening to. Listen to the voice of truth, listen to the voice of comfort and encouragement. Listen to the Spirit of God and turn off the news. Sign out of Facebook and listen to God. Don't listen to Satan or his advocates. Be sober minded, be watchful. That means look out. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour he's an adversary he's against God and he's against you he's against me not only is he an intruder and our adversary he is a devourer he is looking for anyone someone to consume he wants to consume you by fear he wants to consume you by anger Resist Him. The Bible says, by the way, it does not say rebuke Him. The best you can do is pray that the Lord will rebuke Him, but you can resist Him. You are not more powerful than He is. You're not, but God is. Greater is He that is within you than he that is within the world resist that lion and he will flee but understand if you entertain his presence if you give him an inch he'll take a mile if you entertain his presence he will devour you not only is he a devourer he's an accuser he's an accuser he's never for you he's always against you Revelation says I heard a loud voice in heaven saying now the salvation the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been cast down who accuses them day and night before our God Satan is an accuser he accuses us before God but praise God Joe we've got an advocate. Jesus Christ the righteous who stands before the righteous, God, God, uh, righteous judge, our heavenly Father, as an advocate for us. Not only that, but Satan is powerful, but he's limited. You say, how powerful is he? It's hard for me to know, David, because th- he was given the power to cause lightning to fall and consume people. He was given the power Adon, to, to bring a whirlwind that was destructive. He is powerful, but never think that he is all-powerful. God said to him, all right, you can test him. him to do it. He can take away everything we own, everything we have. But don't harm him physically that's in chapter one kim in chapter two all right do with him as you please the lord said to satan but spare his life you understand meredith that god put a limit on satan and satan could do nothing that god did not allow him to do satan lucifer the devil is the god little g of this age and he has great power, but he is not more powerful than God. Once again, I'll quote it Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. I want you to understand, too. I said, people are not the enemy, nature's not the enemy. And Satan is what is behind all of this. But it's very important that more than anything else today, you understand that God is not the enemy. God is not the enemy. You see, everything that our adversary does, he does to discredit God. Laura in the Garden of Eden he tempted Adam and Eve, and we might think that they were the ones He was after. But what did He say? He's basically was saying that God's not really who He says He is. He's lied to you. He just doesn't want you to be like Him. And that's why He gave you the command that you could not eat the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. God is not who He says He is. And in the book of Job, Tony, Satan is saying to God, You're not worthy of love. What what if someone said to you, I don't love you anymore? What if your husband said that to you? I don't love you anymore. What does that really mean? You're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of love. Do you understand when Satan said to God, Job only worships you because you're good to him. If you take away everything he has, he will never worship you again. Linda, what he's saying is, God, you're not worthy of worship. Servant Job, take away everything he has, take away his health, and he will still worship me. Could God say that about you? Do you realize who your enemy is and that everything he does against you is really against God? He does it. He brings it to turn your heart away from God God is the real enemy to Satan God is the one who's under attack and Satan will do everything he can to convince you that God is not really who he says he is that he is not worthy of worship he's not worthy of love he's not worthy of praise He will bring COVID on our nation to teach people not to go to church. I've said it before, I've said it again. If someone had told you in January of 2020 that you would leave church and not come back for months, if ever. Listen to me, there are people who will never come back. Because they've been out so long that it's easier to stay away than it is to come back. Mark my words. There are people who will never return. And Satan is dancing with joy. Is God worthy of worship in your life? Listen, Job said he was. His wife even said to him, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God. you get that? That's what it's all about. Curse God. And since God is mean, if you curse God, you will die. Let that sink in a minute. That was the message that Satan wanted Job to hear. Instead, Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad. So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. You see, Satan is the enemy of God. Every time he attacks us, it's an attack against God. Because he wants to convince us that God is our enemy friend, God loves you. God is good. Can I hear an amen? God is good. God is worthy of worship and He is worthy of praise. Raise your hand and say glory to God. Listen, He knows what's best for you. He is too loving to be unkind and too wise to make a mistake. God loves you. He knows what's best for you, even when you don't think so, and even when you don't understand why He's doing what He's doing. He is for you and not against you. He is here. He is here today in our midst. When you stepped into this service, you stepped into the very presence of God. Not because of this building or the decor, the name on the front, but because He's promised that when two or three are gathered together in His name, that He will be in our midst. He will be with us. And when you came into this place, you came into the very presence of God. That's why we gather. And if you're still sitting at home and saying, I can worship as good at home as I can in church, you've been listening to the enemy. God is in this place because we are gathered. There is no promise anywhere that gathering that kind of promise and that kind of presence i'm glad you're here but i'm even more glad that he's here he is with us and he is in us if you do not have the spirit of christ living in you it's because you don't know jesus because you haven't come to him for salvation If you cannot praise Him, even in the midst of COVID, even in the midst of disaster, I have to wonder if you know Him. But I would encourage you to come to know Him now. Come to know God as He really is. Recognizing who the real enemy is. Quit quit thinking that the people around you are the enemy they are not and i am not the real enemy is sin and satan but god gives the victory jesus has overcome the world and he wants to help you to stand firm in your faith to raise even in tears, even in ashes, to raise your hand to the glory of God and say with Job, Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Are you there? You need to be. I want to give you the opportunity this morning. For those of you who are online, you know you can answer the invitation where you are. If God's convicted you of something in your life that you need to take care of, if there's a decision you need to to make, we're going to have baptism here at the church the last Sunday of this month, August 30th. Maybe you need to be one of those who go into the waters of baptism to obey the Lord, to follow Christ. Maybe you need to be a member of this church. Maybe you just need to get saved. You can do that right where you are. Kneel in your living room and call on Jesus in repentance and faith, and he will save you.